Because I Was a Bad Wife, a raw and compelling podcast which examines the life of one woman as she juggles her career with the demands of motherhood while seeking a beautiful life of her own. I'll share the truth of a broken relationship and how I've overcome heartbreak. I'm encouraging you to embrace every part of womanhood so you can find your very own beautiful chaos. So now we've come into like this new modern world of where men and women have now become disposable to one another. We mm. we don't tend to treat each other with the same respect. We don't tend to communicate. We we communicate via this fake messaging one another with or an emoji. <laughs> an emoji means something. Like for God's sake, it's a little illustration. And I find that really difficult because also our kids are picking up on that and I, ca- I could even go into that so much in a school point of view for our youth and our kids which pick up on that same type of communication, which is so wrong. And then when you do and, – and because relationships are built only on being able to speak to one another and I suppose that's exactly – Communication. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. And unfortunately online dating – it has amplified that world where men and women are disposable. You can swipe left or swipe right and just based on one photo and it takes that in-depth, you know, communication and conversation because it could be just, you know, silly messages, how you doing and how was your day and just there's no real depth to it or meaning um, Mm. until you meet, you know, in real life as they say, IRL. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think it also comes back to that very important um, quote that was always said, don't raise your daughter to look for a knight, raise her to use her own sword. And I, I, I think that's so important. We Right now, we're living very much in a world where women are falling at the knees of men and will go and do whatever they need to, so much so that they're totally disrespecting themselves. Like if we go onto social media currently, you can type in any hashtag example bikini and you will get whatever you want online. We've got um, those those other, is it called fans only, only fans? I didn't even know that existed. Someone else told me that. Have you seen that? No. So, <laughs> no, for example, women... Women are so free willing, and I'm so sorry, young girls, but seriously, you are giving your bodies up for free. So you are giving, you are advertising that you are willing to give yourself up. And that OnlyFans, where they're paying to just see, no, OnlyFans, am I correct on that? See, that made me look so 44 then, too. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. Okay. So OnlyFans, and you can pay for to get free nudes sent out to you because, you know, they're only for you, really, but they're making an absolute fortune on them. But what they forget and what you forget, girls, is the fact that once that gets up there on the internet, you cannot get it down. It is on your job application. You type in your name. I have the same issue now. You type in my name on the internet and something comes up. And even it's quite embarrassing because, you know, you'll, go, you'll be, going for, I'll be going for something important and I think, oh, God, it's just a picture of what I look like, whereas mm. I want people to know me for the, you know, who yeah. you are really, your morals, your ethics, your intelligence, Phys- what you're bringing to the world, not your physicality. Yeah, physical is just one thing. And to be honest, if you want to receive 
free news, just online date because you get them unsolicited sent to you at nine o'clock in the morning before you've had your morning coffee. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, that's exactly right. Well, thanks to direct message also. <laughs> Thank goodness they've been blurred out. I don't care. I don't care to see what you're trying to show me. I know. And to be <laughs> honest, the male anatomy is not that attractive. So I don't know why men insist on setting it. Like at least the female anatomy is, you know. It was- that's yeah, exactly what we need okay. to start showing young boys birth straight away. Yeah, they just need to see it from that angle straight away and maybe we'll be able to, you know, pre- <laughs> prevent a lot of these problems. I think some women need to see that from an early age too, you know, that that's the purpose of um the purpose of our vagina is for multiple reasons, but <laughs> I know. I told you. This is how I, I feel talk. like I need a cocktail. You probably do. <laughs> <laughs> we should be drinking champagne. We're only drinking yeah. water right now. All right. So let's go into what some of our chapters are about. Now, this is the exciting part because the She Manual was purposely written in the chapter of some of these dating dirt bags that I've been through, but Claire has some way better stories. So the first one was the deal makers or the professionals. Now, these are, you know, the lawyer, executives, doctors, nurses types, and how they come into our dates and how they came into our lives. And um, I suppose gave us plenty of learnings. So um, I'll quickly talk on mine and then I want to go to Claire's because Claire's got way more experience at this one. So for example, the deal maker that I met um, was a very self-assured, extensively arrogant, I would say, um, knew everything about everybody, but the deal maker was not so good at the paying of anything. So (laughs) (laughs) the negotiations at the end of a bill were extremely interesting to the fact that the man drove a BMW um, and walked around in Hugo oh, Boss. Oh, I yes. remember this oh, one. Mate. <laughs> oh, how's, how's me? I'm going to go trucker mode right now. Oh, mate. Um, so, and he, you know, he came together with everything on paper, you know, looking great, had mm. this, had the, had the perfect had tone, the had the soir, had the, had the rented unit, um, had both two rented units actually, but had nothing of his own, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and then, and, and talked the talk constantly, mm-hmm. but then unfortunately, yeah, could not make anything work in in any way because he couldn't communicate and because he couldn't be honest. So I noticed that with the professionals is that they were very much exactly the same type. I don't want to pigeonhole all of them because we're all different. Yeah. However, yeah, what did you experience with the dealmaker professional? Uh, um, there was a few. One was a fellow marketer actually and, again, you know, on paper and probably from a resume, quite impressive and very charismatic, you know, charming and extroverted as most marketers have to be professionally. Um, and it wasn't until towards the end of the day, there was two things. It was the bill thing again. Um, you what know, is it about that? I don't they can't know. even go 50-50. No, but we're at a dinner party and at, out at a beautiful oh. restaurant and he was negotiating with his, trying to get out of the bill. Well, well you did that. And you did. I'm like, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah embarrassing like step up mate yeah that's it yeah um and then towards the end he kind of just you know slid into the conversation that he was actually a mormon and i what (laughs) i'm like "Mm, that wasn't on your profile and i really don't want to be a sister wife so (laughs) see ya (laughs) one of my friends actually has 10 dates before they do anything with the man because she said by the time you get to 10 dates there's 10 10 i know 
how hard's that? That is hectic, right? I don't know if I could hold out 10. No. That, that's like some, that's seriously well done on yeah. her behalf. So what about this one, Claire? Um, chapter two, three steps back, one trip forward, meaning the X back oh. and forth. <laughs> this is my favourite just because it's, well, not my favourite, but, you know, close to my heart, very familiar with this one. Oh my goodness. So you, you 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 have you have your relationship with the ex, the ex goes away, but you know it lingers and it just depends mm. on how you have to be very firm and very strong to cut it off. And I think that's what we we find. We we go back thinking, "Oh no, maybe they've changed." And yep. they make that promise. "Oh no, you know, I've really changed. I've really thought about it." And the more the, more to the fact is that they haven't gone out and found anybody else. So they're going to ring you back and forth and back and forth. So I had one that was definitely the ex, which we know very, very well. Yep. And um, and it was within only, so we'd broken up, been, been apart for about seven months. Suddenly I get a phone call from him saying, you know, we really need to catch up. I'm, I'm, I'm down the Gold Coast. I'm going to, how about we meet up? It was actually, it was, yeah, it was very, very sad. And um, and it was only because you let me know that, you know, he'd just had a big fight with his with his current girlfriend mm-hmm. and, you know, it was just a, it was just a pretty much a booty call. Yeah. So what about you? This podcast is sponsored by Police Studios. Everyone has an idea for a podcast and now you can make that dream a reality. Go to polystudios.com.au for more information. Um, this is always, you know, there's two things. There's the shoulda, woulda, coulda. So there's the one from the past that you think um, should have I explored it better and he could have been, you know, Prince Charming as we say now and it's always that what if, what if things had turned out differently and what if I refer to it as that sliding doors moment, you know, in my life. I went, I could have gone one of two ways. I went one way, which was the wrong way and so it's always that if I went left, how would that have worked out? Um, and that still plagues me to the day. And then there's the other one where it's the crazy in love, you know, the ex that you had and then you get back to, with them. And for me, I was crazy in love without a doubt, but it was not healthy. It was the definition of toxic. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, and the sigh, the three steps back. One trip forward because it really is. You trip forward and you land flat on your face and and you're actually in the mud before you realise, <laughs> oh, God, this is what has happened. And then and then you go back to that same process again of that low self-worth, yeah. that why did I do that, that questioning it's so unfair. So- and it is hard to pull away. So many of my girlfriends do that back and forth thing because it is really, really hard to cut ties completely and realize you deserve more and completely move forward or away. Um, yeah, it's, it's exceptionally hard. Yeah, and I think the only way that you can actually do that is by bringing yourself forward, by thinking only about what you personally need. And we're going to come into that at mm. the end of this podcast. We're going to really talk about that self-worth. But, um, mm. yeah, it very much is about breaking free of that ex because they're an ex for a reason and you need to retract those exact things that they did to you that made you feel worthless or made you feel like that you that you shouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah. 
So chapter three is about the creative, the photographer, the band member. Um, it might, <laughs> and I think many, many women have also had this type of a man in their life. Now, um, my experience from, with this and very much um, as you can see from where I've, I've come from is um, someone taking a photo of you, making you feel like you're beautiful, you know, not mm. having that understanding for yourself because that's their job. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, you look, you know, you look so beautiful. Oh, yeah, wow. And, you know, and that does build that self-worth and, and that man adoring you mm. and uh, which many that's – Which that's, we crave. Oh, like we, we crave the compliments. We crave to be told, you know. Yeah. beautiful and yeah yeah because we are that, that that's such the love that's the lovingness of a woman mm. yeah a, a woman will give you as much of that back if you give that to her so it's that reflective yeah. isn't it so um and so that's where you know you easily can fall in love with that creative because they are they're very they're very attuned to women and they're very attuned to you know nourishing the soul and and almost patting you and gazing at you because they're creative they see you from they see you as that that image of perfection almost but um unfortunately with many of the creatives there's there's something that that's a painful moment for them and that's where they've reverted to that creativity and um, I certainly experienced that with um, many of the the beauty and, and this is it you can never say that a creative man is not beautiful mm. they just they really do hold this nourishment towards you and even the breakup is never bad with a with a creative man it's just a oh well you know it it didn't work out, you know, the painting didn't finish or whatever it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's very much that. And um, and that's I really do, I do really do enjoy the creative man. I think that they're they're almost 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 the perfection of of the right one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and what about so no creative man, Claire? No, everyone in my industry terms um tends to prefer men over women. So <laughs> I'm totally non-experienced in that yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, but they're a good friend. Oh, they're the best. Exactly. Yeah. They're the perfect date. Everybody, I think in most many women, especially over the, like over the age of 40, you know, would definitely love to have, you know, a gay best friend. Yeah, because definite they're the, plus one. Oh, definite plus one. You know, there's just no worries about that. Yeah. Mm. So chapter four was the coach. Now, Many a times um, the coach or the fitness professional, um, this might be the coach in, 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 in any type of um, sporting aspect, but they're very much the, uh, let's say, domineering uh, control, freak, control freak very much. Um, they like to tell you what to do constantly. They think that they're constantly coaching you in and out of everything in your life that you can't, that you're, you're, you're unstable or that you can't do things and that you need them. You, need them. you will not be successful without me. And um, very much the coach, and I'm sure that many of you have come across this type of man also, um, where, they, where they do, they, um, they definitely and unfortunately compare you constantly mm. with another. Um, and unfortunately they're very much the coach type of man is also um, stuck in their own reflection upon their 
old achievements. So they like to tell you that all the time of their... Oh, because they're a legend back in the day. They were a legend. <laughs> they were the winner of this and the winner of that and, and, and you know, and they love to tell you that about themselves. Um, and I very much experience those, that, that type of man multiple of that type of man yeah um i must come across very um indirect do you think to men maybe that's what i was questioning you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably again us being you know soul sisters that's probably why i've never dated a guy who was in that industry because for him for any guy to tell me what to do or how to do it not go down well <laughs> mm, yeah oh well, when I was an athlete it was very much I was quite happy to be told what to do and to be coached in that direction so I think that's why sometimes I'm very attracted to that type of man but then it gets very swiftly you know swiftly it gets done and actually over. I stand corrected there's one place where a man oh. can tell me what to do <laughs> uh, <laughs> well yeah well that's yeah well fair enough on yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for Mr Gray to turn up by oh, the way okay. <laughs> that book killed you <laughs> oh I loved it I downloaded all three films loved it <laughs> and by the way I've never seen one are you serious not, not the movie not the read the book Oh, my goblin. No, that's what we're doing this weekend. No, we're not. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're going to have a marathon, a movie marathon. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this is uh, very much an important one and one that both Claire and I can talk on for hours. So, the tradie. Now, oh, you got to love a tradie, okay? First of all. So there's the plumber, the concreter, the builder, et cetera, et cetera. But at the electrician, you've got to love the tradie because they come in and they're all manly and in their fluoros now. Dot, that's tragic, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, I the love it. I, I love it. I love it when they were in, you know, they're like King G's, right? And their boots, mm -hmm. you know. I love the good boot at the front door. You know, <laughs> they take their boots off before they come in, okay? They're all, they're generally quite, you know, generally quite fit. They're generally quite well put together. But the tradie is all about what, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> they look I have to say you know my name's Claire and I am a tradeaholic <laughs> I do have a fondness for them I am trying to detox from them um they're just beautiful creatures I mean they're strong they're fit they're physical they're just the man like they're a real man and me being a strong independent woman I do need a man um but yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a. Well, they're full of promises. You know, they always say, "Oh, they'll finish that and they'll do this." And that. have you ever mm. been in a tradie's house? They never finish their houses. I'm so sorry, tradie wives. I apologise for this, but <laughs> I, I really feel for you because right now I know what you are going through. They never finish anything in their own homes because they're too busy doing everybody else's work cashies yeah and and that's on the weekend and that's on this but do you know what the biggest thing for the tradie is they love the female to make them their lunchbox in the morning <laughs> I have to tell you right now it's the weirdest thing right they want you to get up at the same time as them and they want you to make them their lunchbox 
so they can carry it out the door, put on their boots, turn on the car, you know, they've got their truck going out the front, okay, they've got their high vis on, you know, and then they want you, they want you to be that person, that perfect little wife that waves them goodbye, then organizes the kids. And that's always going to be the problem for us because we're not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they do. They love their esky. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't fill up their water the right way and they don't have this and they want the certain amount, I, there's, <laughs> it was quite astounding to me was that big thing. And the next biggest thing with the tradie, the Friday Arvo. Oh, the Friday Arvo knockoffs. Friday Arvo yep. knockoffs. Yeah. So it's, it's very much the fact that they have they strive towards that. So yep. Monday's the, oh, I've got this job to do, et cetera, et cetera, right? Make the lunchbox. Yep, yep, they get home in the afternoon. They're home at three. Yeah. You know, but they're chatting out the front with the neighbours about whatever's doing and how they're going to help the neighbour on the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, there's 50,000 jobs to be done at the home, but yeah. no, they're going to help the neighbour on the weekend and they've got to celebrate that over a beer or whatever it is. Um, and then, and then yes, it's very much about the Friday Arvo knockoffs and you don't see them until, hmm, Whatever time. And whatever time. And they, they stagger in. Like when they are. Yeah. I was married to one and um, 17 years with a tradie is long enough. I served my sentence, so <laughs> never again. <laughs> You've cleaned all the high-vis, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that um, – one of the benefits I thought of marrying a tradie was I wouldn't have to iron. I wouldn't have to iron shirts, you know, work shirts and work pants all day because it's all, you know, stubbies and high vis. But yeah, how silly I was when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was a great learning. It was, learning. <laughs> it was a learning. But they're all yep. very much, they're all the same. They very much, even my, my brother is a tradie and an electrician, and he is exactly the same. <laughs> all of them which cracks me up I love it and I shouldn't categorize all tradies because I do have some tradie mates who are beautiful guys and um you know very loyal men I don't know if they're a rarity but yeah yes well and that's another part of unfortunately the tradie they love the good perv and I think that's an inbuilt thing you know you go to trade school you go to the you go to actual trade school and they reckon there isn't There's actual a class on <laughs> Perving. Right. How do you do a sneaky perv from the roof? How do you do a sneaky perv from inside the building? How do you do a sneaky perv from Bunnings? How do you do a sneaky perv from... Oh, my God, Bunnings. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> if any woman want to get ogled by men, just go to Bunnings, honestly. Yeah. You don't even have to be doing anything. No. no. <laughs> don't go on a Friday. Please don't go on a Friday. Actually, don't go on a Monday. It's worse than because, you know, they're getting all their gear on a Monday and the, the things that they've forgotten that they needed for the job the next day. Oh, the tradie. But we do love them because they do help out around they do help out around the house mm. and, and you know, I can't I can't say a bad thing about my brother, except he does send the boys down rather than helping me out myself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, chapter six is about the athlete. Now, in my time I've spent a lot of time with athletes. Um and can I just say that the athlete is totally beautiful in the way that they look after themselves. Mm. You know, so they love to make sure that everything is on point with themselves most of the time. And if you get in the way of not letting them be about themselves, 
then that's going to obviously cause a problem and you need to make sure that you're constantly lifting them up to be. Now, I used to be an athlete, so I can absolutely understand exactly the reasoning why um, that as the athlete, you need to be about yourself. But um, it's very difficult to have a relationship with a professional athlete Mm. because unless you are quite happy to succumb to everything around them, for them, with them, um, making for them, doing for them, um, allowing them to sleep. You can't make a sound if they're sleeping. You can't leave anything around. You can't, they're getting up super early. They need to do this. They need to be that appointment, et cetera, et cetera. Then you need to make sure that you're going to abide by those set of, you know, rules. So, um, yeah, the, the athlete. Um, but and they're naturally competitive. I mean, it's competitive in their blood. So does that translate into a relationship? I don't know because I've never dated an athlete, but I would presume so. Definitely. And they want to be on top. So if you're... In, Literally? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I think I just snorted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it also translates into um, the competitiveness of each other. Um, it can tr- translates yeah. into the, into the jealousy. Um, it translates across not healthy. No, it translates across every part of it. They are the ultimate competitor on every level. Generally, is the athlete. Um, there is there is only one as well two uh, very good professional athletes that I know that don't categorize into this, <laughs> ah. and they'll know who they are by me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so then we come to now. Oh, Claire, any professional athletes? No, none, none. I know. Oh man, geez. what am I doing with my no time? footballers? Uh, oh, here we go. No, 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 no. Mm. Um, I've there's been the footballers' interest from afar, but it's just generally I just don't go there. It's, no. no, no, no. They're not the non the non footballer. I don't no. like sharing, and they love to spread their love. And but that's all <laughs> athletes because they are highly they're highly needy of sex. Did you know that? No. So oh, he's he's a little he's a little bits and pieces. Is the fact that. Many athletes need to have sex before they go to an event. So, for example, before. Yeah, absolutely. The best thing to have as a female, here's a little thing. I don't know if it's scientific. I did ask my um, nutritionist friend, Sal, and we, I have not fully investigated this, but um, if you have sex before you race as a female and you get a pure testosterone boost, boost you um, perform better. Oh whether it, whether it is placebo or not, who cares? But definitely, I found that um, it definitely worked for me personally. For example, if I'm going to a training session before, if I really want to train hard, if I get a testosterone boost before I go training, my performance level is better. Also, I have noted this has nothing to do with what's in the chapter. I, I should have put this in the chapter, but um, I feel a whole lot stronger and fitter if I have pure testosterone and leaner. So really interesting fact. I would love somebody to find that out for me and if you do, please do. I want the scientific facts on this. But as an athlete, we talked about it a lot in our general conversations at training. Our coaches used to talk about it all the time and it's very much on the Olympic scene. Everybody, yeah. Have you ever heard about that? Oh, yeah, the Olympic Village day before a race. It's open doors. Yeah, always a racing. It is. It is. So I don't know what they're. You know, what COVID rules are that now? Um, <laughs> all right. And so the next one is, oh, and these ones are my favorite. Chapter seven, the perfect on paper. Now, 
oh, you you meet these people, okay, and they are absolutely, you're like, they are perfect on paper. And we say it all the time, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So you see them, you get to see their picture or you meet them in, in, a, in a space and you're like, oh, my God, they're perfect. Yeah. They have everything all together. They've got their, they've got their stuff together. Do you know what I mean? All they, the boxes are checked. Yeah, they own things of their own. You know, they're not living, they're not living out of mum and dad's pocket or, mm. or they, they have things for themselves. They're not just renting everything. They've got it sorted. They're set up. Okay, yeah. they're set up for themselves and um and they have a job yeah that's always that's really, always really good really <laughs> important <laughs> um so and and they're perfect on paper they always look good they generally look good mum would love them <laughs> you know how it's like oh would mum love this perfect on paper I've met a perfect on paper okay and I came to find that my perfect on paper was not perfect in real life. So a mm. non-communicator on every single level um, just was very needy, had everything, yeah, like, yeah, w- was that perfect one? That perfect six, okay, I'll, I'll describe it, six foot, gorgeous looking man, dark hair, nice all-round body, great job, yeah. had a house, had a dog, the whole lot. I'm like, oh, wow, lived lived not too far away, had the experience, used to be an athlete, all of this. I'm like, this guy is perfect on yeah. paper, right? Yeah. Right? Then I spent time with him and I realised why he was not perfect on paper and why he was still available. Does that even come into your head? Why is this one still available? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What's is it that? Oh, and, and do you know what we think all the time is the fact? Hmm. Oh, he's waiting for me. <laughs> it's, oh, this is the one. Go. <laughs> um. Look, he, the perfect on paper happens quite frequently with me. I don't. I do seem to attract these guys that seem to be. And coming back to that equal thing, you know, equal job and set up and have all the ducks in a row and it is when you start to date them or have more dates with them that classic red flags appear and they pop up like you're on a racetrack all right what are your red flags go oh my gosh um sorry to just totally cut in but red flags are so important and we women miss them we miss them constantly. Well, I think we see them, but we just choose to ignore them. And it's the flags is the reason why you leave in the end. Like, mm. yeah, I think you do. Well, I do. I, I can't speak for all females, but I, looking back, think, oh, yeah, that was a bit of a red flag. And it is the reason why it didn't work out in the end. So the number one red flags I think that we need to just quickly go through. Number one is if they do not ask you how you are on a daily basis and actually listen, bye-bye. Yeah. You know, because if you can't have that conversation, like that's just a general thing. Kids ask you how you are. So if an adult male cannot say to you, how are you, and actually ask you about your day or ask you how you are in a first beginning message in the morning good morning claire yeah how are you did you sleep well oh there we go like you're a winner straight away if you can't do a basic communication like that that is major red flag yeah definitely um and things like they just love to tell the story like uh, when you first meet them it's you know i've got this i've got that and this set up and kind of the what you're saying about the lawyer before and then when you start to realize it 
and date more, then you realize, ah, oh, that's not actually the case. And they've mm-hmm. created this little sort of fantasy bubble that you they think you would be attracted to and you are. Um, it's not until further down the track that you realize that's not necessarily reality. So that's that dishonesty part. And Mm. One thing you can tell straight away is a liar, can't you? Yeah. Like with, you get that inkling in your gut straight away when it's a lie. They can't give you the eye contact. If someone can't look at you and and face who they really are by being totally honest about themselves, like or even all the broken bits. Yeah. I'd rather be an over. I'd rather meet an oversharer of the broken bits. Yeah. Well, not on the first day. No, not on the but, first date. But but definitely. And I've had that. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm your counselor and I should be charging you an hourly rate. The decompressor. <laughs> yeah, but it, but that's exactly right. You can tell. So don't lie. No, be know? honest because there's no point. Truth comes out eventually and all your wounds and scars and baggage, as they say, it all comes out eventually. So just be honest and open, as Belle said, not on the first day but and maybe not to the level that um, – that needs to happen early on definitely down the track but yeah be honest of what you've been through and how you got there yeah number three red flag the perver on the (laughs) other women how I cannot believe that men do that so they're sitting there with a person that they've obviously invited out to dinner but they're too busy double checking the room Mm. while you're in there with them deciding on oh did I make the right choice maybe that's an option over there maybe that's an option soon as that disrespect happens gone yeah red flag or if they're checking their phone um or the phone's on the table it's all the same oh phone on the table are you joking me if they're not in the moment don't bother yeah, that's yeah. It. so. The three, the three major red flags straight away is definitely if they can't communicate, ask you how you are. Number two, the dishonesty, and number three is if they're distracted by something else. Yeah. So those three are the big things. So if you get those in a first date, that gone. Do not contact again. And I think that's where we need to go to next, which is a great lead-in, is the fact that we're talking about that personal self-worth and knowing where we sit within ourselves and we aren't able to choose for ourselves and know who we are and be strong enough to stand up and walk away. Because I think that's one of the major things with dating is being able to go, no, this isn't for me, and being strong enough to go, thanks so much. Yep, thanks for the experience and the learnings. Yeah, but even, yeah, thanks so much. It was really lovely to meet you. Um, Good luck, pretty much. But that is so hard for women to say because we feel like that mothering role, we need to look after them, we need to continue to um, almost, and it's like we have to let them down slowly. Yeah. But they don't to us. Mm. It's like a... Hey, see ya. Ghosted. Or ghosted. I prefer <laughs> to think they've just, you know, disappeared into Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah, well, I'd like that for a few. For a few. Yeah, I was just going to say they? that. Can they? Can they? Is there a Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> so uh, really when it comes to it, this whole big Dating the Dirtbags podcast for the She Manual was just rounding up those details of be- of getting through our dates and becoming the woman that we truly want to be and understanding who we are within ourselves. And I think that's the deepest part. We have to know who we are before we can allow anybody else to be our equal in our life. And being a single mom, that's what we need to bank on. That's what we need to depend on. That's what we need to think first. 
And um, because we've never done that before, because we've always given to our ex, to our ex or our partner, we've always given to our kids. We forget about ourselves, and we forget that looking after ourselves is more important than anything. And it really comes down to that. So you can go through these wonderful dates. You can go and try and reflect on to other people. You can go and test the waters. You can go on online dating. All of these parts, but unless you have yourself together we will never be the whole person that we are able to attract. And no, I totally yeah. believe that we only attract what we put out. So if we're Definitely. putting out that broken, if we're putting out that we're not good enough, if we're putting out that we're not strong enough, we will never gain the partner that we truly want. And that's what the She Manual is all written about, is finding that piece of you that you know that you must know within yourself you deserve it all. You yep. deserve to be able to find someone, but you also deserve to love yourself number one first. Definitely. The man you choose to be your partner, or woman actually, affects everything in your life, your mental health, your peace of mind, the love inside of you, your happiness, how you get through your struggles and your success, your kids. So my advice is choose wisely because there's going to be men who want you and there'll be a man who deserves you and there's a big, big difference. The main things that I want to end today's podcast with is these very important things. Throw out your parents' expectations, their struggles, their disappointments, they're not yours. Okay, so get move out of that um, that childhood person that you are because generally we take those with us all the way through. We need to move past those things and we need to find ourselves a new self, a new self after the after being the wife, after being the mother, and just finding who you are for you, yep. moving forward. Because you may, you have you may have to bank on yourself that it is just you for the rest of your life. So, what do you want? Write it down. Get it down out of your head. What you truly want in your life, and chase that. That's your journey forward. It is not being with somebody else. It is not filling the gap. It is finding the gaps within yourself to move forward. Love that, Belle. Love that. Yeah, so so you can push through this pain. You can find all the determination within you. And if you can't, go and see somebody. See a counsellor yeah. because sometimes you just need the clarity of seeing a counsellor to help you through any of those self-sabotage um, and through finding just the true peace of mind within you. And once you find that peace, you're whole again and you can move forward. And getting perspective, an outsider perspective. Yeah. So I really want to thank Claire Bolton for being with us today and sharing some of her story stories that I'd never heard actually <laughs> and um, and sharing some of my little dating dirt bags and, and putting all those uh, pieces together to come forward all together for yourself. You're very welcome. It has been fantastic as always and good luck to all the single ladies and enjoy it. Thank you. All right, we're going to go have a champagne I think. With one. <laughs> <laughs> Because I Was a Bad Wife, a podcast by Belinda Norton. 